0: Nadir, let's take a look at the scale of the tech rally this year. Um, so what's been going on there? And also looking at NASPERS and how they are performing and uh, what some of their share options are in this regard. Yeah. Look, Sakina, I mean, it's uh, the, the the extent of the tech rally this year has been extremely pervasive. So I think that's the first point to make is that, um, you know, it hasn't been a narrow tech rally in terms of just a handful of stocks uh, running hard and the rest of them lagging quite hard. Um, but it's also been uh, exceptionally severe. So one, it's been worldwide. Two, it's been exceptionally severe. Um, you know, and I think that's really been the thing that has dominated 2017 so far. Um, you know, if you look at uh, the top eight stocks in the world, the top eight tech stocks in the world, should I say? So that could be the Fang stocks: the ones that are Facebook, Apple, um, Amazon, Netflix, and Google, or Alphabet the parent holding company of Google. Um, and to include in that the three big China stocks, obviously NASDAQ having exposure to Tencent. Uh, you add Alibaba to that and you add JD.com to that. Um, you know Those eight stocks alone you know, have added $1.8 trillion to their market cap so far this year. Now, I think let's put that into context. It's worth repeating what I just said. They've added... 1.8 trillion dollars their market cap. It's not the total market cap is 1.8 trillion dollars. Their market cap has gone up this year by 1.8 trillion dollars because of the amount that their share prices have raised. Um, now, to put that into context, that's bigger than the entire JSE. It's bigger than the top 50 companies on um, the, 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 the German markets, the Frankfurt Stock Exchange. Um, you know, so, and, and, and that's something like the fourth largest stock exchange in the world you know so um the extent of the rally has been exceptionally severe this year um there's been a lot of people who have grow- been growing similarities to the tech bubble of the early 2000s 2000 2001. um you know i think there are elements of that with regards to certain companies rallying on the back of uh, you know no fundamental gain in earnings no fundamental gain in profitability in fact some of them losing money but the share price is still doing quite well um, but it's been very dissimilar in other regards, you know, where there have actually been strong generation of earnings, strong generation of cash flows. Um, you know, one thing's about Alphabet, one thing's about Amazon. Um, if you look at the 10-cent numbers, which were just released the other day, last week, uh, Friday, or last week, Thursday, in fact. Um, and if you look at 61% top-line revenue growth for the third quarter of this year. Um, you know, maybe you know, perhaps not the same amount of cash that, the, that some of the more mature tech companies have, but certainly growing earnings at a rapid rate. Um, Sakina, I think a lot of the rally has been warranted in some of the largest stocks within the U.S., um, you know, and are phenomenally attractive. But the bottom line is that there's been a lot of these stocks riding on the coattails of the more profitable ones um, as well. So if one looks at, uh, you know, the top three performing tech stocks so far this year, Comcast, uh, Microlix, and IQE, um, all fairly small cap companies between one and, well, by global standards, between $1.5 and $3 billion in market cap, those have actually been the best performing tech stocks so far this year, not even any of those same stocks, Tencent or JD.com or Alibaba, which everybody talks about all the time. So the bottom line, Sakina, is that I think it's a cherry picker's market. You've got to be careful how you navigate this tick rally. There are some winners, but there's definitely some bombs in there uh, with companies not delivering on earnings, and that went to Indian shares at some point. And even the stocks that have done uh, exceptionally well, one needs to question on a case-by-case basis how much is already been priced in at this point and where to from here. And then uh, Tiger Brands, uh, Nadir, what is their investment thesis? Yeah, Fakina, so, you know, you Nasdaq know, seems to be dominating the debate, uh, you know, to, to no end so far this year. And I think well, the market tends to forget that there's, you know, another, something like 162 companies in the all-share index which one can look at outside of Nuspers. Um, you know, and, and, and one needs to be looking for opportunity outside of Nasdaq as well, you know, because eventually the, the rally is going to stop and one is going to need to look for returns elsewhere. So if you consider Tiger Brands, um, now it's a very very high quality company um, in the sense that the earnings are exceptionally defensive. They have some market leading brands. Um, in fact, if one considers Albany, it's the leader in the bread space despite its premium. Uh, despite its premium pricing, uh, you think about uh, KU Beans, you think about uh, Nola mayonnaise, you think about Beacon chocolates. Um, you know, a number of market leading brands within the stable, very good return on equity in terms of, uh, uh, you know, the defensiveness of the, the business in terms of producing foods. Uh, you know, somewhere in the region of, uh, you know, probably a 10 or, 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 sorry, a rather 20 to 25% uh, return on equity premium relative to the rest of the markets, meaning that they, they have a better return on equity than the average company on the JSE. Um, if you look at their multiple, they're trading at around about... Uh, or 16 times current earnings and around about 14 times forward earnings. Um, you know, that's, that's at a, discount, it's a slight discount for the rest of the market, trading at about 14.5 to 15 times forward earnings. And you see a dividend yield of just under 3%, so in line with the overall All share index. So, Sakina, if you had to summarize, you have a very high-quality business trading cheaper or in, in line with the rest of the market, You know, and 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 the share price has really lagged this year. You know, it's been very disappointing. In fact, uh, delivering to even starting to even stay flat so far this year, um, which has kept multiples in check. So the bottom line is that you're getting a very attractive business at good valuations. Um, and let's not forget, probably about uh, 25 to 30 percent of the company's earnings are au- earned outside of the borders of South Africa. And Rand Hedge seems to be a very pervasive theme so far this year, um, given the kind of noise we've seen in the currency and given the lackluster growth we've seen locally, uh, which, they, which they somewhat protected from because they're selling food. Um, but at the, nonetheless, they still have about 30 percent Rand Hedge earnings. And of course, um, you know, let's not forget that as the impact of the drought then the range comes through and grain prices come down significantly. Uh, that's likely to be a boost in the 2017, uh, 2018, 2019 earnings, which is certainly not being factored in given the extent to which the, um, the, the, the share price has lagged. And grains is ultimately um, around about 40% of Tiger Brand's business. So a big chunk of their business is going to receive some tailwinds from declining grain prices as well.